With the crazy world we live in today, many of us seek the adventure of the unknown. Join us everyday Aussies from all walks of life, share stories from hunting camps around the world. From tips and techniques to the emotional rollercoaster ride of fulfilling a lifelong dream, there is a story to be told by all. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under. Sounds good to me. Hello guys. Jade Gasparowski here in the company of Ronnie Brockman. Craig Ailes. The, and, um, the Craig. Hey? The Craig. 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 Yeah. Our friggin' American friends would say. And, um, we haven't moved far, we're still in the same spot. Nah, yeah. So, we are. If you listen to the last one, you'll know yeah. what we mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. if you don't, well, then you won't. If you don't, you missed out. You did. You did miss it. Yeah. You probably should go back and listen to the other one and then you'll know what the fuck we're talking about. That's mm. right. And then you'll know why I refer to Craig now as um, Quagmire. Yeah, that, that was an interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't you know what I'm talking about, go back to uh, episode one. <laughs> Chapter one. Right, and, um, Thank you, Raz, please. probably don't know that our... Um, Northern Hemisphere friends over there have just finished their elk big hunting season. Well, it's probably still going in some places. Yeah, it's just wrapping um, up. As far as the archery. Definitely. Or the late, um, there'll be late archery just finished yeah, up. Yeah, there might be some late archery fellas there freaking hoping on a prayer, trudging through the snow. Cool. But, um, yeah, Craig's just freaking Craig and also. Um, Josh Rogers. Been over there freaking fighting off some bears. Going around. Yeah. Fighting off some bears, freaking chasing some elk. How was it, mate? Yeah. Bloody unreal. Yeah, right, eh? It was funny, it was, it's probably the best one I've done. Yeah, right, eh? And I'll come over nothing. Oh, I'll yeah, come yeah, over yeah. now, like. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Not sometimes, a lot of the times they have trips. Yeah. You just learn a lot, do you not? Like. It was, uh. Can be the company too, I think. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, you boys, you boys know it with. So I was with, um, was with Brian Barney, who's well, he's probably been sort of somewhat of, you know, followed, and I think we're all sort of talking to him a bit well, now. Just followed, mentor. Yeah, you know, he's been a mentor yeah. to us, I suppose, and so. had a lot to do with him the last few years. Just, just you know, I hadn't met him, but you know, a lot of conversations. And you had had a chat with him though, hadn't you? you yeah, I've done, done a, a few. Pod, I've done a podcast, podcast with him. him. Yeah. yeah, quite a few years ago now. Um, so yeah, talking about company, mate. He's, he's probably one of the. What I do is freaking. He's just a weapon, mate. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say I've got a man crush, but I've got a man crush. <laughs> well, he's just a really positive guy. Mate, uh, he, really excited. Really I happy. He, well, that's how he comes across. I suppose he could probably take a leaf out of his book, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. Because he. It doesn't matter the situation. You could have busted, blown every elk out of that valley, and he had something positive to say. Yeah. He's like, well, at least you got amongst them, or yeah. whatever it yeah. may be. And his mate Dan um, just makes a tough book. hunt good and easier. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. His mate Dan, just a legit straight shooter, just a great guy. Like you can see why they're best mates. Um, they don't really hunt with anyone else. They do their own thing. They're they're pretty. As much as Brian sort of Eastman's and you know obviously quite public sort of with his hunting and his the, the, like YouTube and stuff like that, but 
they hunt still together. Keep that circle tight. Which, keep a very tight circle, yeah. which yeah. is um, yeah, definitely something that I respected going over there. But um, no, like it was same. You know, if you listen to the last episode with Lonnie, you know, COVID obviously stuffed a few things up, but this was kind of trying to make up for the last couple of years of missed opportunities. I uh, went to Bose, also we flew into Bozeman, so we hunted Montana on general tags. Um, Which what? is what, an easy enough tag to get for the- Yeah, pretty well, so- for an Aussie going over there. It's probably one of our best options, to be honest. Yeah. Like that's probably the best way to put it. Um, you do Not have, just option, easy to draw opportunity on critters as well. Yep, yeah, so, you know, I've had a lot of messages regards, you know, how do you go about it? What do you do? You, you just, you kind of just got to do it. Like, so it's really hard to get your head around it, but sort of every pocket of, you know, national forest or public land that you've got, like there's going to be an elk of some kind in that, in that country. So, mm. you know, um, James Dunst has proved, you know, that you can go over and do it yourself. Oh, mate, fucking yeah, yeah, don't. Mate, I was so stoked when I seen that come yeah, through. Like, it just like, goes to show, man, like you. This, mate, freaking good on you. Yeah, yeah, it just goes to show, man. If you're committed enough, you got some balls about you. Yeah. You can get it done, you know, whether it's... And solo, too. Oh. Yeah. Solid yeah. effort, mate. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. So that, like, anyone can just take a leaf out of that book. It, nothing's on a platter. Like, it's freaking hard hunting. You've got a lot of competition. It's big country. And don't expect it, like, don't expect anyone to give you... Look, you, no one's going to no one's gonna give you a spot. Like, it will help. Some people, well, yeah. a lot, but most of us will help where we can. But we're not going to say, "Look, friggin' under this friggin' tree, yeah. friggin' to the left hand side, there's one there to yeah. go." I've got right. a massive thing. I'd, like, if you've got the means to do it, definitely go and be, go do it with an outfitter. Yeah. If you've got the money to do it, um, if you haven't chased an elk or you haven't done much deer hunting in that back here, just go for it. Like, just if you've got the money to be able to do it, book an outfitter. Um, obviously, I've done. Yeah, as anyone that has probably listened to this before, I've done plenty, you know, I've been over there several times and shot several elk. So, so me and Josh, um, a year later, but it was meant to be over there for his 40th. So Josh hadn't chased elk before. He'd been yeah. to the States, but... Yeah. Jesus. Sorry, Josh. You're on air, mate. Hey. Can't say that on air. No. Right. man. He's a bushman. <laughs> But um, he's done some shit. Oh, oh fuck! Leave yeah, him, leave yeah. him alone. He's got to put up with me. <laughs> but um, no, so we we organised this. So it was just bloody random this year that I was just had Montana. Obviously, I'd done a few of you boys with, you know, just obviously wasn't suitable for everybody this year to go. But I'd I'd sort of put the time away to say, mate, I'm going. And just like no joke, it was like the day that I was going to apply for me, like for the tag. Josh messaged me and says, Hey man, what are you doing? And what, you know, are you going over? And I said, Oh yeah, I am. And anyway, long story short, we put in a so you can apply together. So if one of you get it, the other person gets it. So um, you call that a party? It's a party application. Yeah. Yeah. So did Josh have points? No. So the general Montana, without getting too in depth, because it'll probably just confuse people. The general Montana tag is on a on a little bit of a separate to the points. Right. You still have a preference point. That just gives you an extra chance in the. So, the best way to put it, a preference point. If you've got three, which is the max you can hold, everybody with three preference points will get the tags first, and then it goes down the okay. list roughly. Yeah. There's a little bit of a. There's some there's some grey areas. Some grey areas on that where the people with zero points 
got the tags before, but that's because there's a certain amount go to a random draw. So sorry to confuse and everybody every on that. Every state is different. Look, the biggest thing is there's no tags ever guaranteed. Even if it's a general tag, it's the easy way. It's just still not guaranteed. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. But thankfully, we drew them. Drew antelope at the same time. Uh, Which is an easy draw, isn't it? Yeah. That's a bit easier. Guaranteed yeah. that one. Because um, you go in as a, just an archery only tag. When so the general tag, just so people know, is a rifle tag. And you buy an archery permit. And you're allowed to hunt the archery season. So I could have... Sure. I, I always... Make sure you pay that. Yeah, because you will get fined. Yeah, there is some a handful of people that have accidentally bucks. not realised that gone over there and done that. Yep. That didn't have that friggin' yep. archery permit. And I think it's like 10 or 15 It's 10 bucks, bucks or 15 bucks, That's yeah. That's like... Or read your freaking guidelines. The biggest way, so the, much information out, out there. My read number it. one thing would be to talk to someone like Hunting Fool, uh, Hunting, that's H U N T I N, Fool, or The Draw. Um, there's a heap of friggin'. There's WTA tags, there's a Epic. heap of mobs. Mm. Yeah, Epic Outdoors. Um, Eastman do like a tag. Eastman do a tag. Yep. So the biggest thing with hunting full in the draw, they'll actually do it for you. Yeah, it's a bit more personal. So you sort of say, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to go for an elk hunt. Um, they'll go, do you want to do it yourself or do you want to do it guided? And they can steer you in the right direction. They can they'll sort your tags. Yep. Um, honestly, for whatever couple hundred bucks they charge you to do it, it's just worth every cent. They'll be able yep. to tell you more than anyone in Australia can do. Because they just live, a lot they of live fine, and breathe. There's a lot of fine print. Yeah. And they know it. It can make and break. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of money for us to go over there. You kind of want to get the best you can experience yeah. out of it. So mm -hmm. I think just doing your homework, like we're all, we're all been talking this weekend. Uh, we're sitting in um, ball camp. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about plans for next year and stuff like that. And, you know, it's hard because everyone's at different levels and I can't sort of hunt with you guys unless... Yeah, because of my point level and stuff mm. like this, but he's above us. Yeah. Just like not most of the time, anyway. Um, but <laughs> not last night when I walked in. <laughs> right, there's options. Um, but yeah, no. So it's just the biggest thing with elk hunting is, you know, we see all the good stuff. It's freaking hard work. It's hard hunting. When um, you say you um, you flew into Bozeman. That that was your connecting flight. Where are you flying to? So right, so what? right, so right at the start. Um, so you, your process is you apply for all your tags at the beginning of the year, and then you're more or less like your your planning is working out. So what's going to be your base? So we we're hunting Montana. Obviously, I connected with Brian. He's invited us. Initially, I wasn't going to spend much time with Brian. Like, yep. um, be honest with you, he hunts grizzly country. Yeah. Um, I wasn't too fond of that, like at, at this point in time. So I'd also had planned to had hunt another area that I knew about because I'd hunted public, uh, private land, like with an outfitter not far from there. So I was just oh. familiar with the area. Yeah. So that happened to be out of Bozeman. Um, so pretty much what my Bozeman's thing was very central in Montana. It's very yeah. central. Yeah. So I flew to LA. Um, obviously, with the flights coming back, there's not the San Fran options and that that it used to be. I assume they'll come back eventually, but so I threw Sydney, LA, LA, Bozeman. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of connecting legs from LA to Bozeman, but you can get a direct flight, but if the timing's right. And then home was direct Bozeman, LA home, so into Sydney. Um, 
so yeah, so flew into Bozeman. We all do that do that all in one day. We we spend a night um, a night in in Bozeman. Um, obviously, you know, do the normal like your hunting stores and all that kind of stuff on your first day. Doing your but... yeah, spend all your money um, <laughs> because we don't get to do that at home. We spent the money, we don't just don't have hunting shops. But um, and we use the not we ones use, that have got stock. Yeah, well. <laughs> Yeah, Australian shops need to pull their fucking finger out of the ass if you ask Australian me. shops. Sorry if you own one. Yep. I think, just on that, I think that's... Incredible. We're leaving this in, we're not at it now either. No, there's nothing to edit out, but I think that's about to change well, in, the, so. in the near future, I think. Well, I hope so. There's a couple of new stores. I think there's some light um, on the... I hope so. On the end of the tunnel yeah. there. It's so. not hard. Yeah. Just offer some service. It's just not hard. Just frigging, yeah. But, um, so yeah, so we, we've, in the Bozeman, now I'll give you guys a, is that Fox? Foxy Loxy has just rolled up. We have a Fox yeah. outside our door Ronnie. Hang on, guys, we're going to be back in a second. We're just going to shoot a Fox. You're going to see, you might hear Jake. Shoot a left-handed bow here in a second. Still got it. You still recording? Yeah. You still there? Yeah. Guys, this is live action. It's midnight. We can't find the release aid. My release aid's out there. Mine's in the, my pants. Yeah, but I shoot left-handed. It's the same fucking it's thing. It's the same it? thing, just hold it down. Yeah, it'll find it. It's a thumb one. It's in your pants. In pants. Yeah. Out of town. Hey, I. You can just go quiet now, guys. And we're if, sitting, it, if it wasn't so late, I'd grab the shotgun that's above me. Well, we're sitting in the shearer's quarters, guys. My pants are laying on the tub there. We've been. We got camp set up, like bedding wise, in the shearer's quarters and just outside. We've got a bit of a meat house. And um, that's where our tucker is in the barbecue. And we've been noticing a bit of gear going missing lately. And uh, he's been friggin' ravaging the friggin' Atlas Wild gear. And he's friggin' all jacked up on Atlas. Did he go? He's gone into the barbecue area. He's gone into the barbecue area. So Lonnie is just about, here he comes, he's gonna come out. Foxy's probably going to cop right it on. within the next 10 minutes. Guys, we're back. Okay, we're back in now. Sorry about that. It was a little Fox, diversion. Fox has lived. Sorry. I'll keep that right there. But there's a fair chance. Excuse me. this podcast, guys. That we're we're going to shoot a fox. 
Excuse the little rustling the of the mic. Um, guys, the number first tip, if you're looking to go for to the States, write this down. The website, the app or website is called Turo, T-U-R-O. Hire your cars through there. They're people's private cars and it's a thousand times cheaper than... Yeah. And you can so get... come again on that. So car hire. So the biggest thing, the biggest expense over there, so when you go on doing your own thing, is car hire. So if you can hunt with a mate, split it, it's the best way to Makes go. Because by the time you're there for two or three weeks, like it gets pretty damn expensive. And the, the car hire from the airports and that, are we back on? We're back on. Right, a car hire. Fox yeah. out the window. Probably will hear this. Where's your phone? Greg? All right, hang on. We're going to put this up. Hang on, Lonnie. Hang on. Here we go. Don't need that timber. Get him? Yep. Bring him stoned. Um, so yeah, so we're just um, live shot. We just we just live shot. A, we're doing a podcast and we shot a fox out the door. <laughs> and I shot it with a right hand releaser, left hand. <laughs> um, I don't think this has ever ever been done on a podcast before. This is live, ever. Live this as is... it happens, guys. Just give me one second. I'm just gonna go and sort this thing. <laughs> Um, He's all jacked up on Atlas friggin' rise, that bugger. <laughs> this is awesome. So it's it's midnight, and um, yeah, we've... Oh, it, it's gone five yards. Oh, mate, it's friggin' stoning right there. Did you see the sparks off the... Your video? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're not lying. So anyone check out uh, our Instagram pages and you're going to be able to see this fox. Just a young fella. Pretty nice looking animal. Like I say, curiosity killed the cat. Good shot, man. Thanks. All right. Little, little bitch, you know, little vixen. Yep. Yeah. Santa punched it. That is awesome. Oh. All right, we'll only be back oh, in a second. Just... Oh, jeez, sorry about the door. Yes, so, let me back and say, but car hire, website is Turo, T-U-R-O, and it's private cars, so the best thing about the car hire, Lonnie, the Turo is that um, that you can get done up rigs, so like you can get someone's F-150 or like what we uh, we use, the Toyota 4Runner, that's what we find the best. So he had all-terrain tyres and stuff and bodies and stuff like that. Yep. So, yeah, you just literally hiring off someone private. So what did that set you back? So it was three grand for the three weeks. Which is... A thousand bucks a week. So it was yeah. 1500 bucks each for the trip. Yep. So, yes, it's expensive. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. That's Aussie. Um, that's not US dollars. That's Australian dollars. Biggest, you could have hunted four dues out of that truck. Yes, right. easy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... Um, so the biggest thing, that's probably your biggest expense, honestly. Like if, if obviously you're not paying Yeah, it's outfit. on par with your flights, put it that way. Yeah, so you yeah. got flights and then you got your car hire. And then after that, you more or less just got 
you know, you're just going and getting all your food ready. Mm. And, you know, obviously if you've got your outfitter, like yeah. don't, don't, as I said before, don't, don't sort of be deterred from that. While you're um, on food, because mm-hmm. it's hunting season over there, it's really hard to get yeah, food, it is. isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know whether it was, did James have uh, um, a bit of a mission trying, I to, think he to, did. trying to find I think, food yeah. or, or so, was it used? No, nah, yeah, it wasn't. I, was I think it was James. On becoming a bow hunter and um, I think from memory, yeah, he had similar issues. So, yeah, he found it hard to, to get yeah. um, freeze-dried. So we'd been this. Well, so and, and the good ones, all the shit ones were left, like the fucking yeah. beans or whatever. Yeah, so peak, whatever peak refuel by far is the pick of them, like right. tenfold. Um, so peak refuel. Um, handy, but you can get a letter, uh, like a PO box over there if you want to do that, like in wherever you're flying to, you get a you yeah. just buy your own PO box. But they're light and they friggin', you can even order them Send them, bring them over here and take them over back over. If you wanted to, yeah. Like, yeah, you're just paying shipping yeah. and that. But So we just we sent ours to where we were staying at Brian's. Um, so we pre-ordered ours. So a month before we left, uh, we actually just did an online order. Sent it yep. to Brian's house. We got there and we pretty much filled up his garage with orders. And which was your favourite out of them? Uh, the chicken Alfredo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think... That's the uh, only one I'll be. Uh, I think Josh is like the country style chicken. I think it's his favourite. Is biscuits and gravy. What biscuits is and that? gravy. So biscuits so, and gravy, like if you're actually going to get a proper cooked biscuit and gravy, it's like it's a bit like a, it's like a it's soft, like a scone. A cross between a scone and a little bread roll, warm doughy bread roll. And then usually, so it's a it's it's not a dessert then. It's, no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's a, a meal. Dinner. And right. it's fucking shit. Yeah, if off. you if you get right. like, if you get a cooked oh. like something like a home. Wait, I'm thinking biscuits, as in like yeah, a, yeah. it's like a like a dumpling almost. Yeah, it's kind a of dump, like a American dumpling, like, like a dinner roll or something. Like a dinner roll, friggin' soaked in gravy, but yeah, and a lot of the time they put like elk mince. Good. They put like, like a, they'll probably, do like elk mince and that with it, so oh, it'll be yeah. like a gravy, but it's look like mince through it. Yeah. So when they say gravy, it's like a like a breakfast mince, like yeah, so it's yeah. like like it's got gravy through like an elk mince or like an a white mince gravy, like a white creamy. Mm. Oh mate, it's friggin'. Yeah, it's not real healthy. Gonna be honest it's, with you, but it's it's. At the end of the day, you friggin' you burn it off up and down it. hills, and you'll you'll burn it off. So yeah. make sure you eat it. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah. So pretty much all I can say is just try and pre pre organize a lot of this stuff. Now we always order too much, but I think it's better to have that than than not. So. Um. So our plan of hunting was that we sort of went over there with the whole like backpacking like that kind of concept that we're going to go and spend, you know, three, four nights or whatever you did. Um, and, you know, sort of come back, restock. So potentially the, the spot we would go with after Brian's, we would backpack in and, and do our best from there. Long story short, we never ever did that. Like we never, we, we actually truck hunted. Um, so all public land. Um, so went to, to Brian's, there was a random night. So we'd go back to his place and, shower go get a decent feed that kind of stuff like and we live pretty basic out the back of the truck yeah but that's a luxury like yeah but like everyone wants to do this whole you know be cool do the whole backpacking thing i guarantee you we hunted 10 times harder than what you would been able to do in a backpack because we'll like we'll fresh we had food we had plenty of water like there was no issue and really where we're hunting you were literally going to be camped a mile and a half from your truck like it was pointless yeah so just walk the extra mile and a half back to your truck. Yeah. 
Um, so we'd all get back together and you know sort of work out a game plan and, and go again. So so it obviously changed through. Um, so we we got to Brian's, we set up meet meet and greet. You know, did all the things we do. We went straight out that afternoon. Um, my shit didn't turn up, so I had my luggage. When you say your shit, what do you mean your shit? My bow and camo. Not like your daily, not your daily shit. Not yeah. my poo poo. Yeah, here or there, you wanna... it, it turned up. <laughs> it wasn't like you just missed the day. <laughs> your biscuits, the biscuits, the biscuits <laughs> backed up. No, it wasn't backed <laughs> up. The biscuits and gravy sorted that yeah. out. <laughs> uh, by the time the chicken elf, no, anyway, that's, we'll get off that one. Um, no, so look, my, my bow case didn't turn up. Um, just yeah, but it was Qantas flops great. But anyway, Sydney, between Sydney Airport and Qantas and everything else, um, which I'm sure James had a similar problem. Didn't he did. He? Yeah, exactly right. right. Um, I think his was turned out to be there the whole time. Oh, but another pointer. Write this one down. Be always be sure to book direct flights from Sydney to your destination, not LA, and then book another flight. No, it won't do it again. I've never had an issue before. Off. So because I booked from Sydney to LA and then I was on a completely different flight, so it wasn't part of that thing, I had to pull my, like, we got our bags, we go and check in on a different airport. Yeah. Like, we're the same as LA airport, but you go to a whole different terminal. If I had have checked my bags, like, if I had booked in the one trip through Qantas, then it would have been, like, a Qantas-related company. So then I would have went through customs. Yeah, okay. You've got to go through customs, you pick your bag up. It would have just went on to a fording flight. Yeah, so you you wouldn't touch your friggin... I touch it through customs, which you've got to do. So you go through customs, you pick up your bag, you have to grab your bags. Don't okay. leave, don't think you got. You have to get your bags. But then it has fording flights, so it's got like transfers. You would put your bag there and you would go to the terminal that you need to do. Because I didn't do that, when I lost the bag, the destination was LA. Not Bozeman. So I'm sitting there shitting myself thinking they don't know that it's got to come to Bozeman. Thankfully, because Qantas lost the bag, wherever I end up, that's where they've got to get it to. That's their policy. So wherever I end up, you know, that's where it's got to be. Anyway, week later, I end up getting my bag. But before that, rocked up, met Brian, Dan's there, you know, did all the meet and greet. And they're like, right, right let's go. So Josh is literally throwing shit together to get it organized. I just... I had um, very minimal, but just so lucky I had me, me super down jacket in me, in me thing. Um, I had solid color, QUs uh, or whatever I was wearing. And um, so I had enough to get through. Brian lent me a set of binos and we went out. And um, yeah, obviously the conversations flowed pretty quickly because you finally get to meet your bloody, one of your heroes. Um, but just a down to earth dude. Like it was just yeah. like hunting with you guys. Like it was, yeah, just easy as it comes. He's just like the rest of us. Yep, yep. Super, super nice guy. Super humble. Yeah. Has he ever shot a fox on the podcast? I'm just saying. Definitely not. And I'm going to put it to him that he has to start doing that. I'm That's just, it. He I'm does have an antelope out his back door, so he could. He does fit in that top-notch yeah. category. As long as he's got a tag, he needs yeah. to have a tag over there. Oh, well, when he's over here, he's going to get that opportunity. <laughs> so, um, yeah, first afternoon, mate. We've gone up to some country. We're all just jacked, you know, we drop, we come up just off this road, like nowhere, you know, that you would think that you should see an elk and next minute, there's like a cranking big bull that just popes his head out and we're just like, we're literally off the road. Like we've been so-called hunting for 10 minutes. We haven't even, we haven't even got our truck. So we're obviously in a good area. So like you've obviously seen elk before. Yep. 
Ja- uh, Josh would have Josh been like, what? What's going on here? Hell? Is this normal? No, it's not. But um, so, yeah, so Dan was up. So he jumped out. Dan would drop Dan off, um, you know, because obviously Josh wanted a bit of guidance from Brian, just you know, how this all elk hunting thing works. Yeah, as you would. So we went up to this top of this little ridge. Still on the road. I was still on this road, like a forestry road. And it's just sort of very similar country to we hunt here in Australia, like kind of and open, all, broken all country. All public land. All public any, land. Any, you're, you're passing, anyone can you're get passing it. buggies and trucks and yep. there's heaps of other people there. Yeah, whoever's got a tag. I don't know where they go. Can be there hunting. Yep. Yeah, I don't know well, where even they if go. you don't have a tag, you no, can you still be there freaking taking a boat. Yeah, you've got bikes, you can hike and you can do whatever you want. We are in grizzly country. So when we, before we left Brian's, he said, look, guys, I haven't seen, yeah, I've seen two bears in 10 years, but I'd like you to carry bear spray. Cool, no worries, whatever you want to do. So didn't think much of it. Like, it was just sort of like, oh, that's interesting. Um, they carry 10 mil Glocks everywhere they go. And he said, oh, we can go and buy you one if, you know, if you feel that you want one. I didn't sort of, once again, I didn't sort of think too much of it until you sort of get out in there and you're like, this looks real berry. Mm. Anyway, you start sort of, you know, this will, this will sort of flow on into how this comes about. But we literally get to the top of the hill where it's sort of like glass and what they call um, um, like a glassing point. And then, you know, we're out of the truck. Like we literally stepped out of the side of the truck. Josh goes, I've got one. So we turn around, here's this big bull with... 10, 15 cows back to where, like back where we sort of come from. Anyway, it was game on. So first afternoon, Josh gets into 40 yards off an absolute cranker, didn't come away off, like the wind changed and all things a little sort of didn't go well. And that, that's the first evening, like, and we're just like, holy dooly, we're in the place, you know? And then we spent the next three weeks in that same place. And some of the experiences in that was just unbelievable. Like, because you had a couple of close calls, eh? Oh shit, yeah. Like, so I'll be straight up and honest. Like, I had an expectation that I wanted to hit. Like, I was, I wanted to shoot a mature, you know, three hundred sort of plus sort of, you know, because it's a shitload of work. Like, you gotta, you gotta pack the animal out for one. You gotta talk you, taxidermies. You got the extra cost to get them home. You know, you lose a day hunting because you got, and everybody else loses a day hunting too. Because they're going to help you, you know. Yeah. You would hope that and they're going to help you pack your meat out. Yeah, and you, at the end of the day, you're going there not just for a hunt. At the end of the day, is what you're there. Yeah, to kill and an I, animal, but I'm, you're there for the adventure. Heck yeah! And so look, you're going there just to kill a freaking big animal. You're like, going to be a little bit disappointed. Like, yeah, you, you, might you could be come off. Like to, it could come to off. To come sure. out of there, yeah, with nothing. But I've shot a big fat check. But I've shot three. I've shot three elk as well. So yeah. it's not. I wasn't going for my first yeah. one. So. And Josh, Josh was, you know, he'd be very honest and I, I don't want to speak too much for him because obviously he's not on the podcast, but, you know, he's like, I don't really care how big it is. I just want to shoot something respectable. And I thought yeah. that was a really That's good plan. That's what you and I had a discussion mm. about today. We were talking about that. Yeah, he goes, I, don't, I just want a nice six by six because that's, when you're talking elk, that's what, that's an what elk. you think, you know, like a nice six by six. That's what an elk in his In his mind, mind that's what it was, right? It so he wasn't after the biggest one on the mountain or... So, so if you did... after that 30... Seven-inch friggin' Douglas Point friggin' ball. Yeah. If you didn't have those expectations, would you have shot an elk this trip? Yeah. You so I, I passed six bulls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the opportunities are definitely the there. Opportunities like, are there. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to just shoot a a a, a bull, it yeah. could have happened. And I'm not saying that every public land part it's you're going to go. go like, we worked damn hard for what 
opportunities we got, and they, you know, not all mine. Like I had opportunities of, of balls I wanted to take, but they they didn't come off. And you know, I'm yeah. getting that shortly. But you know, I think sort of, and and Josh's expectations grew as well there too, because we were having opportunities that mature, like big fuckers. Yeah. Like, you know, Josh had more opportunities than anybody, and it was just other hunters and that that, you know, he's just waiting for that True. ball to step out behind the tree, and next minute, like another. Yeah. Hunter would just come straight down in the middle of the, his play, but that happens. That's you know, it absolutely yeah, yeah. sucks. It's yeah. devastating, but that's public land. That's that's, yeah. that's what it is, and it's a it's a concept that we don't have to think about. But which I wish we did. In a way, like in one sense, you curse it. There's people everywhere, but, but there's a lot more respect for it too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went. You know, Brian ended up getting me one of his backup bows, like his last season bow, and and I end up sort of getting that set up for myself and, yep. and it was able to bounce around and I think it was uh, it was probably the third day we were there um, Brian and Dan had to go to work so this was the Monday we'd kind of moved to another end of the range so we'd hunted this spot for a couple of days and then we'd sort of moved and, and there was chances there but we were sort of still like it was very early in the season so it's like the 10th 7th to the 10th very early in the season sort of just trying to get a gauge so we are sort of hopping and this is one thing about truck hunting, like hunting out of the truck. I'm not saying truck hunting like you're not shooting out of the truck, like you're, you're, like you're using the truck to hunt from, you know, Transport. hike in for a day or whatever. So, so we were bouncing along, yeah. So we'll bounce along this yeah. range, you know. And so we, wherever we ended up, that like we just threw the, threw our beds out on the ground like a tent, and you know, then you just sleep there or sleep in the car. Or what do you want to do? And then you. Get up and hunt again in the morning. So we went to the up, the other, the south end of this this range. Bigger country, higher, a lot harder. But they were there. But it was a lot harder to sort of get around. It was a lot steeper and pretty gnarly. And um, we did a pretty big walk. Josh and I sort of did a big walk in the morning. Seems a beautiful country. It's gorgeous, but they just it was just ghost town. There was just nothing. But I think it had a fair bit of pressure. Um, Brian got on a couple, like he, he found a couple and then he, um, they had to go. So he, he said where he sent them. So we had like a massive hike in this Monday morning. And you know, I, that was the morning that Josh, unfortunately didn't see the limb. So 40 yards and the arc of the arrow cleaned the limb. And it was probably a 310, 320 inch bull. At that time we thought that's what he was. And, um, you know, we're a long way in and that, that was hard. That was hard because we knew, I know Josh knew in the back of his mind that that was probably his opportunity. So we're only four down, three or four days in. And well, most hunts, whether it be anywhere, you could get, I suppose, that one good that opportunity. One good yeah. opportunity. Yeah. So, and I was gutted for him. Like, I, you know, it, was, it was a perfect scenario. He didn't do anything wrong. He took his time. Like, all that kind of stuff. It was just the arc of the arrow didn't, just didn't. Yeah, it's just more in it than what we thought, you know. And he was a beautiful big bull. And anyway, we chased him around a bit more, and you know, we come out big hike. That kind of from a fitness, I, I mentioned it before, like the fitness on I think on the last podcast we did, you know, that that day near broke me, like because I I didn't do much to go over there. I did a little bit, way too late. But that was the day that I think I had to click in. I was two ways I could go. I could have just curled up and, but clicked into another gear after that day, and things started coming together. Um, I went. We went into a, like this burger place, and I ended up cramping up in the middle of the burger place. So I had to eat, eat my burger standing up, and everyone was laughing at me. So fucking Aussies, but they loved us over there because we're obviously polite. And um, yeah, so that was that was a funny day. And 
this kind of just kept happening sort of day to day. Someone would get a chance or someone would get in the elk. And, you know, I had one little spot that I kept. It was actually the area where Josh had his very first stalk on. I kept hitting this little ridge. And every time I went out there, I'd get onto a bull. Like, it was just like they were either 10 steps in front of you or, ten, you know, you were 10 steps behind. Like, it was just... I ended up getting in tight this one day and I was 40 yards and he was ass on to me. And I, I just... I literally just needed him to turn right or left and then and he just literally just walked straight off out of my sight and I've never seen him again. It was just that close. I was sitting there for probably 10 minutes. It was just fed in the one spot. And it never moved. And he just walked straight off. Like, you know, and just little things like that. You know, it was a very respectable bull. I made some bloody rookie mistakes as well. Like I, I had one there where, you know, so I'd, I'd spotted these ones from the road actually. Like it was no joke, 300 yards above a, like a, two-wheeler track people driving past to the camp and these yeah. things are just above it like they're smart they know that they're not people aren't really looking there yeah and i happened to be on the main road and i just looked across and seen one of his cows and brian was in front of me in his car and he sent him as well so we both pulled up and i said right i'm going to go into here and um anyway long story short i got the wind right it was howling like just an absolute howling day of wind it was terrible it was the worst day we had for wind but it covered a lot of the noise obviously but I got in, ended up finding the cows, had cows like 20 yards from me. I could hear him do the odd, no, I've got plenty, I think. I could hear him do the odd bugle, but I couldn't pick him up. Um, he ended up being bedded on this bench, and I just had to get over a little bit further once the cows fed out of the way. I seen him bedded, and he was just this big old gnarly. He had, I don't know, he's all fucked up in the back end, but he was old. His fronts must have been about a foot and a half long. They were huge. Yeah. And just bladed and like the yeah, coolest the old head. Animal. Oh yeah. yeah, like he was past his prime. He yeah. Was part, what past being his, you know, his heydays. We had a couple of cows and that, and he, he had yeah. a rip and bugle on him. I had a gap in the trees. His cows to my right. He was to my left. I'm like, yep. He's gonna walk straight through that gap. I'll pull him up in there. He pulled up before it, and he walked straight through my gap, and pulled up after it, and bugled. And I was, it was gap between the trees, 55 yards. So what does this dickhead do? He gets up, just sort of like Moses over the edge, thinking, wonder where he's gone. And they're right he's there. Gone in, outside. Yep, yeah. they're right there in front of me, 40 yards. And blew out. Just that, I just turned off. Like I just, yeah. I was all on, had me spot. I was there fucking an hour and a half, two hours, waiting for this thing to get up and walk in. Like I didn't call nothing. Like, And then I blew it within five seconds, like just because I turned off like, yeah. and it was just rookie mistakes like that that I knew know so much better than not to do and they were the kind of opportunities that they're begging then other stuff you know they'd you need them to go left and they went right but at the same time like Dan and I got into the one we ended up finding this one bull um, I can't remember what we called him now it's on Brian's podcast what we called him but he he was just big like there was just and when we all found him it was like nothing else mattered like that was the bull that i wanted to kill yeah um yeah it probably probably was the main reason i probably didn't shoot one but it, i was happy with that because this thing you know 340 350 inch sort of class beautifully symmetric and owned the mountain <laughs> just yeah. fucking owned the mountain he was the boss he was the boss hog and smart like he would do stuff that you're like well he knows where he are like he just you think he's going that way and he just he'd fool you he wasn't, he was going the other way and stuff like that. But his satellite, he had a big satellite with him at 3.30 and 
you know, people sort of might probably make comment of this, but, you know, I had him at 70 yards. I decided not to take the shot. I guarantee next year I'll take the shot yeah. because I'll be ready to take that shot. Because, yeah. oh, you know, it's too far. It's not. Because if you want to shoot them big things, they're not, they're not like these movies where you see them walking to 20 yards. Yeah, it's not premium. That happens. Yeah, Don't yeah. get me wrong, that happens. Like, we had stuff like that happen. Well, it's raining. Yeah, a bit of rain. But, like, we only got a window of time to make things happen, and those opportunities were there. I just, it wasn't, I wasn't, yeah. I couldn't take it because I wasn't there. So, um, that's one thing. I'll, the biggest takeaway with me is, you know, shoot it, like, make sure you're shooting. This is dialed, your gear's dialed. Like, you need to be. Yeah, you, you probably need to be pretty competent up to that 60 and 70 yards. I'm not saying take that shot, but you need to be dialed at that because like, that yeah. could be the opportunity you get. And they're a bloody big animal. Like you're shooting a, oh. an 18 to 1, like the black part, like that's what you kind of got to hit. I'm not saying you want to be able to hit a 10 cent piece of that, Yeah. but they've got a big kill zone. You what, know. Uh, what was your setup? So 80 pound, yeah, whether you are on the short ass, so... I, I, pull it back so I'll try and get that little extra for myself but um and then I ran I was running gold tip chaos and I had a mix of the 150 Oz cut three blades uh and I did weight um so a couple of hours so I just changed a knock color so I did have 20 grand 20 grand weights up the arse end and I ran the QAD exodus is it yep exodus is what QAD called exodus, yep. um mate the exodus just spin there three blade yep three blade Kind of a steep blade, so angled shots probably are off Maybe limits, sort of. Uh, probably like we hard angles. Hard angles, shot. you're not going to do it. Like you're not going to do it. Like in fear of running a rib or something. Yeah. So the blade angle's too steep to 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 pick up because they don't really have a projecting point. I suppose you yeah. to pick up skin. Um, it's hard when we can't don't have any visuals to show you, but I'm sure Jake will be able to. So what what was your what's your total weight for something like uh, 525 something like that yeah 520 425 yeah yeah, yeah. just so, the average exactly what we use yeah, here just, I, don't, I don't change setup, yeah. just like you mentioned with your buff and that yeah, yeah your buff trip like I don't change um yeah it's different because I was at, at one point I was shooting Brian's bow like they're 410 to 420 like just a completely different thing but they shoot unbelievable like those boys can shoot I'm not saying they all can be, but they rely on upon accuracy. And they kill bulls, like, there's, there's no question there. They chase a lot of mule deer, there's a lot of high wind areas, yeah. you know, longer shots, especially on the deer. Has, has Dan got that shorter draw length? Exactly the same as me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. So 27 and a half, they yeah. shoot 70. Yeah, yeah shooting a lot. So they're only shooting 400 grain arrows, yeah, uh, yeah. sort of 400 spine arrows, that gives you an idea there. Oh, right, eh? yeah, right. Yeah, it's only 400 spine, so a lot, yep. it's a lot lighter, yeah, not a lot of tip yeah. weight. Well, you, yeah. They cut an arrow very short, like so 25 inches. So their spine's getting beefed up marginally. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Yeah, so yeah. when they measure a spine of an arrow, it's measured at 28 inches of carbon. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah right. So the shorter the arrow, stiffer it is. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... And you can stiffen that up with your flights and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, drop your point weight, that kind of thing, stiffen them up. Drop point weight, add point weight to the back. Yeah. Stiffens an arrow. Yeah. So, you know, I think, oh, like, we, we could be on the phone, like, we could be on the podcast for hours talking about the, you know, each scenario that I had. Yeah. I think the biggest one was those times I should have backed myself. Like, we spoke about this in the podcast we did with Brian, but Josh had a lot, he was a lot more aggressive. Yeah. Straight, straight off the bat. 
and had a lot more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like just plain and simple. Yeah. I was probably took me a lot longer to get to the point because I was like, oh, I don't want to blow them out. Where every other bass was blowing them out. Yeah. So I'm like, I needed to just make that more, be that more aggressive and try because I'm like, oh, I've got three weeks. Like, we use that up pretty damn quick. Mm. Like it was sort of, yeah, that was that, that sort of like, don't want to, do, you know, don't want to blow these things out too early. And they ended up at the top of the mountain anyway. So what, the, what actually happens, they started, they will sort of rutting in the bottom of the valley, which is nice and open, easy to get around. And as the pressure increased, they just went to the higher country. And in the end, they were never coming out to the meadows. So we'll chase them in the timber. Yeah. But they don't come to a call. Yeah. And I'll, I'll keep reverting back to the podcast with Brian because we go into a lot of depth, but I sat there and watched guys trying to call of these elk. Yeah. We hunted silent. So we just, we hunted like, you know, odd cow call here or there maybe. but Similar to what we... Just like we do here. Yeah, we hunt here. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. So I would, because, you know, Dan makes a really good point. He's like, why would you give up your position? That's right. yeah. Because they pinpoint they that. Pin, they know exactly what's going yeah. on. So he's like, why would you give up your position? Why like would you a, let them know you're tactical, um, In tactical sense, like in yep. like military. Exactly the same. Like why would you give yep. your position? Like you say, why yep. would you give and up And don't get position? me wrong. Like there's guys that call bloody beautiful. Like Yeah. Sound like an elk, call an elk. Like, but if you can't call, don't touch the damn thing. I don't call well enough that I'm not going to use it. Like, there's guys that would call these bulls in, I'm sure. I, I, I'm, mm-hmm. But what we don't see on the whole born and raised destination elk is the 3,000 responses they don't get. Yeah. 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 You know, they go for days and days and finally get that one bull that's fired that up that wants to f- mm, punch shit out of you, and they're coming in. Like so they, all that, got per- they all got personalities as yeah, well. Yeah, like 100%. All that. Soon, this big some bastard. Some are blue, some are bluers. This big guy. I watched. Oh, I yeah. twice. I was there, and I seen these other guys. He he was a bugle, mate. Like he 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 ripped, and you knew it was him because he had this bugle that just dominated. He was just a weapon. Yeah. And as soon as someone had bugle like bugle or cow call back to him, he just go. He just ripped one back and moved his cows straight away from you, opposite direction. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't it's just it. a, a bit of an assumption, but I feel like from from what I see, like on I guess YouTube and primos, not well, not necessarily primos, but just in um, movies in general. But I think a lot of people just like to have the interaction and, yeah. and just call them because it, it, it is there pretty is, cool, huh? cool, mate. When like, you when you rip a bugle. Yeah. And that thing bugles back here. Yeah, like it yeah. is the coolest you, thing you ever. The sense that you're, 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 oh, you're talking yeah. their language. You're talking you know? elk. Like it's. But yeah, but going back to what you said, oh, I don't think I'd be willing to give up my position. No. Just There's to a place say that a I can interact with them. I'm not saying like I think. I think James calls his in. I think. Um, I can't remember. I think no, he did. Didn't he or not? Yeah, he did do some calling. Um, don't quote me on that. I, I haven't yeah. sort of listened to yeah. it, but. Um, but you know there is a time and a place. There's a great time to locate. Yeah, it's dead quiet morning. So is Nothing's there, is there a way? Is, is there a way that you can tell what a bull's going to be susceptible to? Like, um, I think there definitely is. Whether I've enough experience, but you know pretty quickly because he just doesn't shut up. <laughs> he's just yeah. fired up. Like you yeah. can tell. Like he's just. In that, mo- he's in. He's just. It just bugle after bugle after bugle, and you're like, but "This yeah, boy is fired." Yeah, like up. who's to say that? Like, if you don't rip 
rip a challenge out to him. Like, he's just like, oh, didn't know he was there. I'm out mm. of here. I'm taking my girls and I'm out. Yeah, yeah. that happens nine times out of ten. Yeah. So yeah. I'd be filthy on myself. Yeah. So cow call, I mean, it's just that, yeah, it's, it's a catch-22. It's just one, it's time of, time of the season too. Yeah. So earlier, you're likely to get big bulls by themselves still looking for cows, cow call. They're yeah. on the search for them. Yeah. Once they've got cows, they don't want another one. Yeah. They've already got 30. Yeah. And that's where the whole challenge in Bugle comes in, but you've got to know how to play that game. Like you can't just rip, come in and rip in as the most dominant elk because he's like, fuck, I can't handle that. I'm out of here. Mm. You know, so, and I'm sure Red Deer and that are, you know, a little bit similar to that as well. Like, well, yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, the same principle, you know, they don't want to lose any cows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, can't argue, you know, Brian and Dan have killed more, yep. you know, big bulls than I personally know of anyone. Like, I, those guys that have killed bloody dozens, don't get me wrong, but like, who I actually know and like big things, yeah. they don't call. They do not even carry a call. Mm. I had to give Brian a cow call. Yeah. Because I don't I could, carry him. I could sort of see, like, a why someone might. Like, say, say for, for instance, there's a, like, I know that Brian can shoot, mm-hmm. right? Say, say, for instance, there's a guy that's, that's only confident to 30 yards. Yep. He's probably going to be more likely to want to call one in yep. into his effective range where Brian, he might stalk into 50 yards. And snot it. And snot it yep. in its yep. bed. Another thing is too... And, and I'm, I'm just throwing something out. Like I'm yeah. not no, suggesting well, anything. At adding, all. Adding, just, adding to that, and this is where it comes into that size thing, if you're going for something mature, you will call young stuff in. I called two five five fives in. Yeah. Beautiful, like gorgeous. Mm. They're like you know they're only three year old, four year old. They're just yeah. satellite fellas, you know. Beautiful five fives. And Josh is like, where the fuck was I? Yeah. I was, yeah. fuck, he would have smoked it, you know. You'll call like the the younger stuff Teenagers. in. De- yeah, definitely, hundred yeah. percent. But like, and that's how, this is how Brian pitches it. He said, but that's not what I'm after. I'm that's after right. the big mature guy that's yeah. not going to listen to the call. Yeah. You just might happen to get him on that day or you're really good at it mm. and he might come in. You know, you might yeah. call him in. But so, you know, they just, we just played the cat mask game. They were too good for me, this one. But mm-hmm. as I said, I made some stupid mistakes and I was damn close a couple of times. But you learn from them mistakes. That's the only oh, way. Mate, yeah, that's, there that's, was more, I had really, more come out of that trip. It's only I was a told stupid you boys. mistake if you've made it Twice. before. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I got yeah. so much out of it. Like it was, you know, I've come back, you know, from a fitness point of view, a shooting point of view, like we've been tinkering yeah. release aids. Like I'm super like just like trying to get like dialed and, and I'm nine, ten months off going again, you know. Like yeah. it's, you just come back, come back with a new love of it as, at the same belly. time, fire yeah. in the belly to get yeah, it right. Just, just, you know, because yeah. before that was like, you know, not taking anything away from here, like from hunting we're doing home, but when you got a lot on the line when you're going over there, Money yeah. and all that time and time away from the family. Yep. There's a, so yeah. I think you know having the right expectations going over there, just go and enjoy the damn thing. Hearing a bugle, it's just nothing better, man. Like it's yeah. just it's unbelievable, you know. And then I guess once you've shot one or two, if you go and shoot a giant straight up, bloody good on you. You you've just killed the cat. Like you, yeah. I, I don't know what you find next. I hope you find the love of it. Want to go again, but. Mm. You know, just go and shoot a nice one. Who cares about the size? If it comes in, you like the look of it, your eyes about, eyebrows stay up, shoot the damn yeah, thing. Yeah, if it gets like, you excited. So many people get caught on this 
size when I don't think they actually know what they're even looking at. Mm. Um, the biggest one, like I was like, how do I do it? You know, oh, I'm going to do it in five years. Do it now. Yeah. Because it may not be available in five years for us as non-residents, and I won't get into that. But it's not a given. The yeah. way they run it over there, we may not get tags. They change rules. They change more all the time. So if you're if you're thinking about doing an elk hunt, you need to you need to be do, planning to do it next year. Yeah. That's 2023 or 2024, not 25 five years time or I whatever. I reckon they should plan it for. 2024 because we're all there in 2024 <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of them things like it's just don't wait for someone to hold your hand just be James and go and do it like yeah, that's right. even if you don't find an elk I think it's a pretty good damn yeah. story that you went over there and you tried to find an elk by yourself like I yeah. you know and I, like, I just shouldn't say I'd come over not like I shot a crank and an antelope you know one yeah, of the better ones right. yeah, yeah. you know like they're everywhere. Like, that's your downtime during the day. It's like yeah. whistling foxes here. You go and chase antelope around. They're everywhere. Mm. Fucking hard to hunt, mm. but they're everywhere. I had a black bear tag. I nearly shot a black bear. Me range finder friggin' pocket clip shut. Fucking easy. Fuck off. Just little things. But I just laugh at them because it was just fun. Like, yeah. But by the end of the third week, like, we were just... We were just rough as guts. Like, we were just... Like we'd wake up, we'd have a coffee. You wouldn't eat for about six hours. Just live like real quick, just run yeah. and just let's get this done. Like it was just. I didn't know what you, I thought. I didn't know where you were dropping your guts or what you were doing there. Nah, just freaking seeing how we're traveling. And um, you know, so like, and this is where you're coming back. So like doing a full flip, and no, I jumped all over the place, but. You know, we set up for backpacking. We ended up staying with Brian, and he was dropping hints about like just stay where we like stay with us. Look, so we ended up getting to use his whole house. We're invited into the home. We respected that. We did everything we could for him. You know, we really appreciate beautiful people. Um, you know, we just didn't take it for granted. And um, you know, so that was good having yeah. a base, leave all your luggage there. Animals. Oh, yeah, like what? Like, that's friggin. There was competition. There was a lot. There was a lot of competition. There's a lot of competition. Like there's yeah. a lot of other hunters. I'm not going to say that we had it to ourselves by any means. I fucked yeah. the amount of big walks I'd done, and I walked to the spot and I'm like, fuck, there's someone sitting there. Fuck. But, All right. Like I'm going to do now. It's like chess. You can it is. use them scenarios to friggin' use it for your advantage. Yeah. Like. I percent Like I remember being over there a few couple of years back and. Everyone's going right up the back and like we get to the trailhead and there's friggin' three or four or five cars, sometimes more. And they're all friggin' thinking they're gonna go right right back. Yep. Like we found friggin' Underneath the car. Right there under everyone's. Most nose. of the opportunities we had we could see the car. Yep. Yeah. Oh that sounds crazy, but and there's no question you could have hiked back somewhere and do a big backpack hunt. Yep. But Brian said, What happens if they're not there? You're, you're you've just you've you're stuffed yourself you've absolutely stuffed yourself like you've yep. hiked in for a day you spent two days looking for one realise they're not there you hike a whole other day out then you need a day to recover because you're buggered yeah so would you say work your way work to your way that to that point rather than you know I guess you know to, don't I guess go over be prepared for both yeah and I wasn't like just I had a big pack and everything like that like I should have taken like you know what I should have had the striker at that time, you know, yep. yeah, because it was a small pack. I should just be able to put a big camp bag in it or a bloody big stuff sack. And if I needed to go and do it overnight, I could have. Yep. 
you know, and there was another spot that if if Josh or myself had a shot one, we were going to this other spot where it's like a full day hike in, but it's untouched. Like you know, it's it's a it's a place that it's hard to get in, and no one wants to do it. Yeah. But once you're in there, you kind of got it to yourself, and that was you know that's that's something that we'll do next year. You know, I'm pretty keen to go and have a look at it next year, but you know, it's just big effort. You know, and that's what happens. You know, you sort of you got to weigh up that. Am I going in hiking and do want to call it a backpack hunt and do all that, or do I want to shoot an elk? Yeah, I, I chose elk first. Um, you know, whether that's camping out of the back of the truck, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah, if, if if I'm on public land anyway, like I'm going to have competition anywhere. If I can come back, have a feed out, I've got a big cooler there, cold drinks. You know, you can have a quick feed, like and I'm fueled, ready to go again this afternoon. I reckon like, you hunted a lot harder. Yeah, because of that. The what if I was, you know, backpacking yeah, you your fucks. You just, yeah. yeah, you're running ragged, you're stuffed because you've got all your shit on your back. Yeah. I, I just don't think you do have to do the hero ticket. That's, that's, that's all my honest opinion about it. And I feel that we had a lot more opportunities because of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, and Definitely. as you said, the elk were there. Why yeah. move? Yeah, that's right. You know? And we had lull days, don't get me wrong. Like, it was swings and misses. Like, Josh seemed to have, like, three or four really good sessions. And then he went for, like, five days and didn't send elk. And I was in them every day, or Brian was in them every day. Mm. You know, I was shooting three bulls today. And I, it was hard to come back and say I passed a bull, I've got to be honest. That was, I felt like I was kicking him in the guts. But, you know, he just happened to go the right way. So I think, yeah, I think like five or six or something, I think he passed. And I think most of the other guys, apart from two of them, they were sort of dinks. But the other part of it, they probably would have, you know, probably would have taken them. So. Might have to pause it. Might have to come back, the cocky's here. So we'll be back in a sec. This might seem pretty bloody simple, but obviously you can't hunt what you can't see or find. Now, pins and binos are a bit like bum holes. Everyone's got one. But just a couple of weeks ago, I was in hunting camp and was lucky enough to be able to have a look through a set of the new Zeiss SF 10x42s. Look, I'm going to be really honest with you. I've been a Suara fan for many years now, but I really like what the Zeiss offers in the lens quality and other features, which I'll discuss in an upcoming episode. So after Christmas, I think an order is coming Zoss's way from the Secret Hunting Fund account. So look, I know there's a lot of choice out there when it comes to binos, but there really is only a couple of contenders when it comes to the top level. I'm not going to say that it's going to suit everyone's budget or needs, but as they say, buy once, cry once, and don't tell the wife or the hubby. Please, I understand that it doesn't suit everybody, but if you're looking for the top end or just simply want the best, do yourself a huge favour. Jump onto osaustralia.com.au and find your local Zeiss stockist and check out the SF range of binos. You're not going to be disappointed. What are you talking about? Don't know. Sorry about that, guys. We just had the uh, farmer come in and say good day. As it started pissing down rain, he had to get off the baler. <laughs> Poor mm. bugger. Not had at friggin' one o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. morning. No, I think we're up to, um, yeah, I think just getting into it. I think just. Taking the plunge, I think, is is my biggest sort of... Do it now, I think. Do it now. Right. I just, you know, every, I, yeah, I just hear it all the time. I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. It's just, it's so much more accessible and achievable than people realise. Yeah. Yes, it's a bit of money. Like, I, I think on a tight, like, if you didn't do silly stuff, if the dollar just improves a little bit, because that's really what it makes it expensive, you know, maybe probably six grand. If you can do it with a mate kind of really helps because you've got that half that you know car hire and that so 
But I think you just got to get into it. You really do. It's yeah. great if you do know someone over there. You don't need that. Like, you really don't. As no. I said uh, at the start, like, hunting full, the draw, like, they, those guys just know it, like, the back of their hand more than any other sort of hunter in Australia can offer you, you know. So, um, my number, number one advice is just don't listen to what someone else said. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, you know, oh, I heard this and I heard that. Oh, this guy shoots giants. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just really talk to the guys that know what they're doing. I think that's just the number yeah. one key for me. Because you're spending a lot of money to get over there. You want them to have a bloody good trip. Don't get too caught up on the expectations of like the, the size of the animal, but just go and, go and enjoy it for what it is. I think that's the. I think that's the the best thing I can do. It's and not like there's just elk either. Like there's elk, mule deer. We're talking elk. We're talking elk today. When you, whatever oh, year that was, there. like you you bought an antelope ticket for X amount, and you bought a black yeah, bear ticket. It wasn't expensive. For, like an antelope ticket, an antelope tag in my pocket, or a black bear tag in my pocket. Had a deer tag, so that tag. gave you either the choice of a white tail or a mule deer. Yep. yep. So, and an elk tag. And so guys, when you, and a wolf tag. when you apply for your elk tag, you can do, it's a general tag or a general big game combo. It's only a few hundred bucks extra to throw the dat, the, so the big game combo gives yeah. you a deer tag as yeah, well. Which is, Just do it. Yeah, for the sake of like you probably, 200 bucks difference. Because the chance of walking past a good deer is probably going to happen. Like honestly, mm. like you're, or downtime through the day, hunt the low creek sections, you know, you got that Josh shot a good muley, like just, yeah, just a little fork and horn, but it's his first mule deer. I'd never shot one. Yeah, like, you know, just... in all honesty, like, next year, I'm hoping to do it next year. Like, yep. it, and I'll, I'll be going over to hunt elk. Yep. But if I see a mule deer on day one or day two, I'll, I'm going to shoot that. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And then, like, I'll be, I'll be happy this... Yeah, keep the options open, yeah. 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 But the big one, you know, obviously everyone probably hears about it, but like, you know, there's things that you gotta think about. What are you gonna do with the meat? So most, we can't bring it back to Australia. Um, so, you know, donating it, anybody will take it. Like, people love it. Yeah. But, you know, there's Hunters for the Hungry in Montana. I don't know about other states, but Hunters for the Hungry is a donation deal where the butcher gets paid by the Hunters of the Hungry to, to you know, and we donate it to them. Yeah. So, you know, that's a, it's a pretty good initiative. <coughs> you've got, um, you know, you've got to think about how far, you know, this is this backpacker thing coming back into it. I'm not saying don't do it, like by any means, but you've got to take everything out. Mm. Yeah. You know, you've got to take your four quarters. It doesn't have to be, bone, it doesn't have, you don't have to take the bone, you can bone it out, but you've got to take four quarters, you know, you know, you don't have to take rib meat or neck meat, but they'd like you to. Yeah. You know, you've got back straps and, you know, loins. So you've got to think about that. You've got your gear, you've got, that like that's a couple of days like james can tell you the story about trying to get that out like mm. you know it's it's not easy but there's other options as well you can You've do your, your homework and yep so I think from memory the bit of homework i did for three to five hundred bucks you can pay you know you can pay a local that'll send them the out. gps coordinates off your friggin yep Zulu, what was it you think? Zolio. Or Zolio, Zolio or your Garmin. Yep. Right, send them the GPS coordinates. They'll friggin' rock up with a pack of yep. string of horses. And and do that. Like if you're if you're going to give them the meat, they'll still charge you to yep. come and get it. Yeah. 
because well, that's the service. That's, that's, not, yeah. that's not five hundred dollars worth. Mate, you of might be able to cut a deal. Have yeah, a chat you could talk to him. You know what I'm saying? You could talk. Have to a him. chat to him. At the end of the day, I think. I think last time we spoke, like we saw it, there was about a thousand because um, obviously it's got pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, another option we spoke about that is spike camps. Yep. You know, you can pay a crew. They're generally outfitters, but they will actually drop you into a spike and so they'll take you in on a pack string. They'll have a wall tent there. You just you just more or less use that as your base camp. You're already in. Like, yeah. And then yeah, the biggest thing about these there. packers, you know, they are just horsemen. They aren't going to be available to you at the drop of a hat. So if they're packing out someone else's bull, they're probably You're not coming to get own. yours. Yeah. You know, so you do have to have your backup option. I'm not saying it freak you out about this or anything like that. It's just these are the things that probably about. we don't. These are probably the things that no one talks about. Yeah. So you do have to get your meat out. You do have to look after it. They will check you. Don't yeah. think if anywhere someone says, "Oh no, no, you're right. no," it's that's bullshit. Like yeah. we've seen people get done in camp, like right next to down in New Mexico. The guy got done. He brought his head out. Didn't get the meat. Ranger got him. The game warden got him. Yeah, we had game warders come and check the licenses and that when we were there. Gave us the warnings about the grizzly bears. So, you know, end of the day, I end up, so on the grizzly bear front, we were hunting grizzly areas. Josh did see one. Um, that same area where. You didn't see one? I didn't see one. I seen prints. Yeah. Um, Try to talk to tell myself they weren't, but they were. Yeah. But where we went and Josh hit that limb of that bull, like yeah. like when he was at that ridge we were running on, and it was had bear written all over it. Just going to be honest, but that was exactly so. Brian ended up uh, mid mid sort of hunt, like mid mid trip. Brian ended up, which we think was pretty much the bull that Josh missed. Brian shot, um, killed it. it. Was probably one of the best days hunting I've ever had. Was packing out Brian Barney's bull with him, which was fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience to get in there, just be part of the whole celebration. And yeah. they do, they celebrate it. Like, they oh, really, and Brian especially, you know, he's just, he's so thankful and, you know, the whole experience is freaking unreal. Get to eat it over the fire that night and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, just so happened that Dan was actually looking for us. He got in there before, like, in between Brian going in and finding the ball and us getting there. Dan had come in, but he went high on the ridge. And he had a big ball right where we were. He had a ball big being grizzly. grizzly bear, not a friggin' big old not a pig. Big. We're not talking yeah. pigs over there. Um, a big grizzly, like he said, like a big one. 30 yards, just sort of arced past him. He had his 10 mil Glock just drawn. He said, like, it was, yeah, it was hands up. Yeah, hair stand up in your neck sort of stuff. But he didn't, nothing happened of it, like... You know, you just got to be full careful. You know, the biggest thing is about when it, when something dies, yeah, that, you know, they're, they're going to smell that before we can, you know, yeah. they just, and, and sound cubs. You yeah, know, try to get you. the gut pile. At the end of the day, yeah. that's, that's what their number one priority is. Like their liver, the lungs, yeah. the freaking kidneys. Yeah. Like, so you just, that's you just got to be. rich freaking stuff that. Yeah, you've done it. You've been in that country yeah. too. You know, you can't. Yeah, you said about you, you smelled something dead, so you just kind of went, you know, we yeah, don't think yeah, about it. And you're yeah, like, thought nothing of it. Yeah, yeah. Grant was like, no, nah, whoa, 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 you can't go in there. Mm. Like, so it, there's just super stuff like that. Like, yeah. I've got a couple of sections there where, yeah, you know, Josh gave me a bit of stick because I got, I got my pistol out to walk through it. Like, it's pitch black. It's pitch mm. black. I'm going through these massive fir trees. It just looked freaking gnarly. And I'm like, fuck this, I'll pull my gun out. Yeah. Turned out, you know, Brian and Joe, a young camera guy, they come just on the ridge in front of me. Think, like I made you feel comfortable. We had someone else with you, but yeah. Yeah. you know. But 
But I was like, no, you can walk around with the thing pulled out if you want to. Like, so I ended up buying a Glock. Your pistol, that is. Yep. Yeah. So I ended up buying a pistol. Um, not your old fella. You're not your old fella. Nah, yeah. not yeah. the old fella. You can walk around with that hanging Glock, out there. Not, Glock, not. That's just probably asking. not going to do That's much a, to a grizzly. Asking for trouble, especially <laughs> in Bozeman. Might. Might. We'll flick it over his head. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I ended up buying one. I just felt, I just felt better with it. To be honest yeah. with you, like, yeah, you know, I reckon I would too. You know, I like, you know, I have to never have to use it, and you know, Josh wasn't too worried about it. That was that's his deal. Like, he, he didn't yeah. really care. Like, he was wasn't worried. He's just more comfortable with it, which that's no worries. He did see one, and he said he said he wheeled real quick when he seen it. So that changed that changed his he thought of mind thought of mind on it too. Like he's like, fuck, maybe I don't have enough to spend having yeah. bear spray. Well, when you don't see him, it's it's kind of not real. Yeah, like we were talking the other day. You know. He, you don't see a snake for ages. Yeah, and then you see one. Next thing you know, every friggin' every step, every there's another piece of snake. Bark, every yep. friggin' stick is friggin'. They all look like a snake. And where see right. the crazy thing is where Josh did see this grizz was where we were hunting. Like we were diving in off there. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be honest. We were hunting. Josh was in bare feet. I'm just in more or less just like stalking shoes. Like you know, we're just running around. We we're walking an hour before dark because we we're beating everyone in there. No one else was doing it. The same out on the night. So we're in front of everyone. Like, by the time they come in and started doing all their calling and the carrying on, we're already in the elk. Yeah. Yeah, they'd, they'd come in later and kind of blow it all up, but we're already there. But then this grizzly was right in this yeah. like, gully where we were. Like, it, it sort of was like, shit. But they're cruising wherever they want. Like, you know, they've got no rules. Like, that's freaking theirs. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it's some in some way it was kind of it's, cool at the same yeah, time. It's it was special sort of like in a way, yeah. To think you're yeah, an extra just, bit of spark that it's pretty natural. You're not you're, you're not the dominant predator on the mountain. Changes there. the you're game. Not top of the food chain. You're friggin' yeah somewhere in the middle. And we weren't in, like we were in big enough country. Like it went up into Scree and you know above Trail yep. Like it it got steep. Like it was it was hard work. Like but you know you pick a ridge. That was probably one of the biggest ones sort of things I'd like you look at it from the opposite hill and you're like that's just thick as shit like you're not hunting that yeah but we just I just jumped I just had these couple of ridges that I was I was using once you got up underneath it was just big open up underneath and all the it's different all the it's different to our country like yeah there's the, no undergrowth there's no yeah there's, once you get into the trees clean you can see as a whistle clean they don't have lantana and blackberries no. and friggin yeah right I mean there was there was like deadfalls their biggest issue so yeah. when they, they do get, like, you get into things that deadfall, you think, oh, well, a few fall there. No, you can't. Like, yeah. when a pine But you can still down, see that. But you still saw it through it. Right, that two, probably not 200 metres, but 100 metres, like yeah. 50, 100 metres. Yeah, it's only the fall, the only yeah. layer of land that stops you looking any further. Yeah. Like, um, that was pretty cool. What was interesting where we were, they had cattle in there. Yep. That was a freaking nightmare because we all know what cattle do. Yep. Um, that, was, that was different, but... It's just a lease, like they lease it. They would have, yeah, yeah, grazing lease on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but we ended up meeting the ranchers and that. And they were just cool dudes. They were helpful, helpful. Yeah. Um, Josh and I fell asleep with a car radio going on in the middle of the day and flattened the battery, and they let us. <laughs> so they let us there by the jumping leads and shit you didn't like tell that. Me that. Nah, <laughs> no, I haven't heard that one either. Yeah. So no, we just buddy, we're just sitting there listening to music in the middle of the day because they're long days and. We both fell asleep and flattened the car battery, so <laughs> it's the middle of nowhere. This is two of us. This old rancher comes up in the big truck and he had a set of jumper leads, so yeah. Then we had a good old yarn with him and that was cool. 
And then, yeah, I was second last day, second or third last day, I ended up shooting the antelope, so. Got him, that was a bit of an ordeal, but we got him in the end and yeah. had to shoot You were saying that they eat quite nice. Oh. Which is something that I haven't really heard of. Like, I, Mate, I hear a lot of people sort of I'd probably do, I'd probably put the antelope at the top, to be honest. Like, yeah. elk's freaking beautiful, but yeah, they're oh, good. It's another so rate. We, we, we literally... A bit of it, but I wouldn't say we ate whole antelope. We ate a fair bit. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we smashed backstrap and ten loins. I think it was just meat. You ain't care. Yeah. It comes down to. Same yeah. as here. But we had a fire. We just had a um, no, little seasoning mix. It was just like rosemary and... Not no, it was um, not over there. No, it was uh, hickory. No. What's the one we put in the... Um, what's the chips we burn in our smokers? Hickory, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. hickory and something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like just a seasoning. I literally put a rock in the fire, like Brian and Dan. It was pretty awesome because I shot this thing with Dan. So I got to shoot an antelope with Dan who really looked after us, like just a yeah. great guy. And he was, What's the rock in the fire for? Cooked the meat. Oh, we cook it on plugs. the rock. Yeah. Yeah, right, eh? Yeah, so they yeah. wouldn't put their hand in, but made them a dumb ass Aussie, as they call me. Yeah, I was turning it with my hand and shit. We got no tools or anything, like it's... Sorry, it's yeah. cooking it, cooking it, mate. Oh, mate, it's bloody, it's just superb. Like, yeah, right. Absolutely beautiful. I've got photos of it. But, um, yeah, it just cooked in there, and we, yeah, we, we smashed it. It yeah. was bloody beautiful. So, but um, that's all part of the experience. Yeah. It's just all part of, you know, being amongst it, as you're saying. Like Lonnie said before, you know, you feel alive. Like, there's a couple of oh, moments yeah. there, I caught myself just top of a mountain. I can see up this valley, not a... Not a Smell on the roses. More or less, yeah. Yeah. Got an elk bugle behind me, looking yeah. up in all these big pine valleys, and it's like, fuck, it's not too bad. Yeah. You know, it's just, and I think that's what people got to go and experience. Like, yeah. it's, I guess the thing, you guys know this, like, everyone asks you a question, I don't have, I don't have an answer for you. Like, mm. you got to go and do it yourself. That's right, yeah. Just take a plan, even if it's an absolute flop. Yeah. Just go and experience, go and find out what it's about. Well, it, it, it won't be. A be. Flop. Like, Depending on what your expectations yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, you get, yeah, if you expect right. nothing, you're going to have a blast. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what I say about, like, don't, someone says, oh, you know, outfitters, this whole stigma about that. Mate, they're helping you. Like, they're helping you maybe achieve something you want to do all your life. Like, it's not yeah. a bad thing. Private land. You're going to get a shitload more opportunities on private land than what you are public. I don't give a shit what people say. Yeah. So if you want to go and shoot an elk and you're only going to do it once, I'd probably go a private land outfit and private land hunt. Yeah. If you're only ever going to do it once. It'll cost you twice as much. But yeah, it will. But if yeah. you can do it, go and do it. Yeah. My first two hunts were on private land. Guided out. Like that was Montana. So we only had the general tag. Yeah. So we had the tag. I think it's about seven, six and a half, seven grand US. Yeah. Which at that, when I did it, was dollar yeah, for dollar. So it was bloody awesome. But I should have elk both times. That- Price has probably climbed yeah. a little bit. My yeah. first one was just a young 5.5. Five. Yep. I'm still hired that thing yeah. high as the hill because yep. my first young fellow was born 10 days after I got home. So that was interesting. Yeah. But then the next year I went and got shot a bigger one. And yep. then I drew tag New Mexico and I shot a bigger one again. And then yep. hence why my expectation was <laughs> going this year was yep. a lot higher than probably most people would go over with. So, yeah. But I'll, at the same time, and I said this to Brian, I said, as soon as you pass up an elk, 
you got to expect to go home without one. That's right. Yeah. That that was more. You got to be happy, not expect to go home. You got to be happy with not going home without. However you want to look at it. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're going to pass up an elk, yeah, that you've called in, stalked, whatever you did. You got to be happy, acceptable, however you want to word it. Yeah. That you're not, you're going to go home without that one. one. Yep, hundred percent. That one. Yeah. One so I, I was okay to do that. Like I, you know, yeah. and I know you were. Like I know when you went, you had that. Yeah. You had that. Had what you, you know, where you wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah, and like you just said, I was happy to come home. But I didn't get hit hit that thing. Yeah. That level of expectation. Yeah. I'm happy to come home. Yeah. So. And I like Lonnie and I spoke too, like. You know, I'm sending you guys to, you know, hopefully Wyoming next year. And it's sort of like, I spoke a lot, we've had plenty, plenty of conversations about this. And I said, man, if you just want the real deal, the true elk hunting experience, to me, it would be a horseback into a wall tent in the wilderness of Wyoming with the cowboys. Yeah. Like that would be. You got something for cowboys or what's. A lot does. Yeah, right. <laughs> But no, if you like, because you, when you're with the horse, when you, yeah, like, they're doing the whole horses, yeah. the saddles and the pack horses and shit, like it's a whole another ball game. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, no, the wall tent, it's, so it's, the tent. But no, nah, like that experience, you go in and you're in the wilderness. There's no other man in there. Yeah. Like there's something about like the ho- the horses and elk go together. In the wall tent, like there's just that's something right. about yeah. that's yeah. like been done. For, Freaking years, you know. That's, that's right. just that, old that school. That classic picture you see yeah. is that friggin' smoke bellowing out of a friggin' exactly. ball tent, the yeah. bugling on the mountain, friggin' horses, friggin' yep, yeah, ain't hundred percent friggin' pole, like yeah, hundred percent rack tied down to the top of a pack mule, yeah, something yeah. Like just that. unreal, that's just pretty cool, yeah. I um, so Nate Simmons is pro- from a film perspective, like um, Western Hunter, so Nate Simmons, like. To me, he he depicts it as be- better than anyone. Yeah, I think like that's me personally. I really like his his sort of content. Um, pretty humble sort of dude, like, but it's all public land. But I think the way he he's got the halt, the pack string, and he talks about how hard it is. You know, hates grizzlies, can't stand like he mm. shit scared of them for obvious reasons. Oh mm. yeah, but he's you know he talks about all that kind of stuff, and then he. And we're only talking elk. Like you've got mule deer. Like that's a whole other ball game. Mm. If you're a deer hunter, like if you love your sambo, you're probably going to be hooked on mule deer. Mm. They don't get me as much. I want to go and shoot a big one. Don't get me wrong, but they don't hook me like elk. Like they yeah. just don't do it. And I've done straight mule deer hunts. Like I've been to Nevada and done that. So it's just not to me. It's not the same. But there's got like Brian and Dan mule deer. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. Mm-hmm. 100%. They say like we're addicted to elk in elk season. Yeah. yeah. But they're going to go on a mule deer hunt. They'll put mule deer over the top of the elk. So it's interesting. But we, yeah, we've got big plans for next year if the draw gods look after us. So. They'll look after us. I fucking hope so. But gear wise, just like you do here. Yeah. There's not much difference. Good boots. Don't, don't buy a new pair of boots and go over there. Please don't do that. Yeah. Wear them in. Wear them in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's cold. Australia doesn't know what cold is. To be honest with you, <laughs> it's really? fucking cold. Yeah. It's. Yeah, we don't know what cold is. Like over but, there, but even. But then in... it gets real hot too. Uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can have. Yeah. The worst thing about the days, really, honestly, is you've got to pack for four seasons. So that's where I, like, I ran this, 
the you can like, like describe it to like the Victorian high country. You can have snow the night, and then 40, 42 degree day. 42 degree day. Yeah. And then friggin' rain. So we had frost. We had frost in the morning, like fucking gold frost. And then it was 90, 88 degrees Fahrenheit. What's which that? Is 34 degrees or 35 degrees. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so you, you start with your, you start, you're in camp with your puffy jacket on. And then the snow can roll in that night. Yeah. But then you get storm roll. Oh, it's just, it's craziness. Like, but I use, I, my favorite bit of kit would, and depending on what brand you like, but the Kuyu Super Down Pro is yeah. my yeah, number one. Like it, it is in my pack. Yeah. It was in my pack every day because as soon as I'd stop and glass or stop to have a bit of a break or something like that, it was just fucking straight on yeah. because you were going that hard, you'd be sweating a fair bit, but that just that cool breeze you get, you know, you, and you don't want to lock up because you, yeah. you, know, you did cramp all that in the lot, like because you, you're sort of going for so long. And But you don't need to, you don't have to have that friggin' no, $500 friggin' jacket. You can go buy something from Anaconda. Yep. Just have does, one with you, just have you know, a puffy like with you. Oh, mate, the mountaineering yeah. gear, like the mountain backpacking gear, like you go to oh, Anacondas or whatever those ones, like Mac packs and all oh, that's yeah. freaking expensive shop, but Anacondas yeah. and that, yeah, they're all the same shit. Yeah. They're, the backpacking hiking world is 10 years in front of the hunting world, just that's so everyone fucking knows. All I've done is put a camo print on it. Yep, yeah. 100%. So, Their gear is, they've been filtering water for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So they're like, yeah, you don't need to have camo, like just no. go on. It helps. You can buy a fucking red cool. if you want. We don't hike around a puffy jacket anyway. Yeah, that's right. You're nah. sitting still, you know, so it's, I don't know, I didn't run too much different to what we hear, or what we use here for, yeah. for our deer rut, I suppose you could say. Mm -hmm. It just gets a lot colder when it wants to. And you yep. could, you know, it could, you know, especially if you killed something or something like that and you're a long way back and you might have to stay the night or something like that, you want to be prepped, which we would do here anyway. Like, yeah. You're, you know, you're talking about your old man Jake and that, you know, like having to stay out because, you know, with the car and that. Yeah. Like, it's pretty scary as shit. Like, we oh, yeah. do that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. So, just being prepared, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I took way too much gear. Like, I yeah. used hardly anything. And, like, yeah, mentally, no, but, like, go there with a good frame of mind. Like, yeah. try to be mental tough. Like, you don't. It's a long way. Your mind will friggin' give up real quick compared to your body. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep. Your body will go through a mind. lot. Your body, yeah. Yeah, your body will go yeah. through. Your body go through anything. Yeah. Your mind will give up first. I'd imagine you'd have to be pretty willing to adapt to, to whatever situation it is, whether it be a change in weather and yep. or, you know, an influx of other hunters or elk not doing what yep. you expected they were going to yep. do. They never did. You, you're yeah, just going to. Sure. I'd imagine you'd have to. Be, be able to adapt yep. to, to the situation pretty yep. quickly. You hear the same on podcasts all the time. They need to have a plan A. Yeah. You know, to Z. Yeah. But I think at the same time is, is we probably over... I, I, me, I do this with everything, but I overthink a lot of things. Like, I, I overthink the the plan. Like, I kind of just needed to get in there and see what they were doing. You know what I mean? Mm. Rather than sort of sitting back hoping I've got this gay grade plan, probably better just being in there and... You know, yeah. just seeing how it plays out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think when I did that, that's when so stuff like really started to sort of happen. You're getting amongst it a bot more. Wyoming next year. Please. 
Bring and thank you. Please and thank you. Yep. Two hundred inch mule deer for my next year. Then an elk. Two hundred. Go out, go home. That's it. Don't want much. Fuck no. Yeah, hey, first you last. As <laughs> 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 the great and powerful uh, Ricky Bobby would say. Yeah. Yep. Just remind me to listen to the sort of meat eater trivia. That's in the drum roll, like the roll thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. play off or something when they get a tire. Yeah. That yeah. has him saying that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, dear. Alrighty. It is very, very late for us, but hopefully you got absolutely something out of it. Yeah, we didn't drag out too far on you. But um, just go and do it. Go and do it. That's all I can say. You didn't tell me I needed my notepad. That's right, just replay it, replay this, replay it. Yeah. And if you don't get enough information out of this, there's plenty of other podcasts out there. The there is. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be jumping on to um, become a bow hunter, listen to James. He's got a first-hand experience, like if, if someone that's done it yeah. from absolute scratch. And then Brian Barney's after that. Yep. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Brian's going to, yeah, you know, he's, yeah. he'll get you pumped. It's no about that's that. Right. Yeah. He's got that ability. Rightio. Adios. All right, thank you. See you in the next one, guys. Righto, legends. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hunting Camp Down Under podcast. Now, I want you to do us a massive favour. Each episode, if you think it's worthy, send it to a mate, maybe a non-hunter, and let's get it amongst the life and the passion that we as hunters enjoy so much. As always, if you'd like any information from today's show, Please don't hesitate to contact us on any of our social media accounts, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook. Be sure to join us next week for another episode and we look forward to sharing another story from Hunting Camp. Hooroo for now.